Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night. John Katsimatidis here. Well, it's, what's today? Wednesday, December 20th. Feels like Friday. 21st. The <laughs> longest day or the low, the longest night. Yes. This is, it, it is the maximum night of darkness on December 20th and the first day of winter. Yep, December 21st. In the studio with us, we have Judge Richard Weinberg. We have uh, Ed Cox and Lydia Serrani. And I'm back from Lighting the Menorah. And we have some breaking news. WABC. JustinNews.com confirming that the House GOP locates emails, text messages showing Speaker Pelosi's office directly involved in failed January 6th security. How did she fail? How did she fail? She ignored it over and over again. In mid-December, they got credible information saying that there would be violence that day. And according to security, they were denied over and over and over again for extra security. So Pelosi and her crew knew it was coming and did nothing. Are you saying it's part of the orchestra? I, I, I don't. I President don't. Trump said he, he authorized the calling out of the National Guard for it. And it's up to her or the mayor to call out to that. And did something happen to the, uh, the guy in charge of the Capitol Police? Yes, that, they, they that, blew him out. They, they did blew he him commit out. suicide no. or something? No, they blew him out. Supposedly, they didn't want to do it due to the optics of having armed officers and National Guardsmen visible to the public. So, so this worked out optics. better. So this worked out so better. So this worked the out better. The the sacred home of democracy. We left it completely vulnerable because we didn't want it to look bad. Maybe they knew it was coming and they wanted it to happen. Possibly. You have and, some other breaking news. And there what were some. F, there were also, you know, FBI agents and God only knows who. We still don't know how many FBI agents were actually working undercover as well. By the way. So why didn't the president react immediately upon hearing it was not his responsibility? His responsibility. Speaker people Pelosi. on the ground. You don't want to give orders. When, when the people who are responsible are right there and could do what they had to do. And the Speaker of the House is responsible for the security, for the of, the security of the capital. Right. Yeah. right. The other breaking news is that uh, Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, he is meeting with, uh, well, he met with President Biden and he's holding a press conference as we speak and he's uh, asking for more money. And, well, he, he needs to buy more. Uh, the Patriot. He's uh, getting bit, Patriot. No, he needs to buy more Bitcoin so he keeps the price up. <laughs> What he needs is a uh, the long-range stuff, so he can hit stuff in the Crimea, which is where the Russians are now massing their supplies. Well, as uh, Mr. President Zelensky is talking, let's uh, let's go to our first guest. Exactly, we have a uh, General Jack Keane. He's retired, a uh, four-star general, former Vice Chief of Staff of the United States Army, and Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient. He's a National Security Analyst. Welcome back to Cats at Night, General Jack Keane. Oh, delighted to be here with you and your audience, as always. Now, uh, Putin has threatened us that if we uh, give them uh, Patriot missiles, that he is going to get annoyed. Uh, <laughs> it looks like uh, President Biden is giving him missiles. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely something that, that should be done. I mean, it, it's a bit rich, you know, to listen to Putin's comments after we've seen weeks of hundreds of ballistic missiles, rockets, and drones rain down on the civilian population uh, throughout Ukraine to deprive them of heat and water by shutting down uh, the electric grid and also uh, killing as many of them as possible. This system is designed to protect the Ukrainian people from 
particularly uh, the ballistic missiles and, and rockets, uh, which have been so devastating. The Patriot is one of the most sophisticated air defense systems in the world. The Russians also have uh, very good air defense systems. But this system, uh, John, can handle uh, over 100 targets at one time. So the sensors, the radars, and the command and control are really quite sophisticated, and it, it'll, it'll help the Ukrainians uh, dramatically. It likely will take a few weeks to train them on this, I'm not sure where that'll take place. Most of the training has been done in Poland. But as we've seen before, when we give the Ukrainians advanced technology, they are very quick learners, and they get these uh, this advanced equipment into operation. And then, uh, as, as we've also seen, they improvise. Uh, they're very imaginative in how they use technology and take complete advantage of all the capabilities that it offers. So uh, Ed Cox here, General. So how long will it take to put the batteries in place so they're effective? Well, the the batteries are probably coming out of Europe itself, so they're already there. And uh, the training will take a few weeks, and, and then that's, it's a matter of just driving them uh, to the locations that they that they want to put them in. And, that, and we'll leave that up to the Ukrainian operational generals on, uh, on where to put the equipment. There's other things that uh, the Ukrainians are seeking, and I'm sure it'll be on President Z's uh, uh, list uh, when he when he speaks to uh, President Biden and his team, and that's the advanced tactical missile system that the Army has that can go almost uh, over 100 miles, uh, and the, the current system of HIMARS is limited to about 50 or 60, and they need more tanks and they need more fighting vehicles and they want some of our some of our advanced drones. They want all of this because they know that they intend to co- continue uh, offensive movement during the winter because the ground is starting to freeze now, and it'll stay that way through February. It starts to thaw sometime in March, and that'll give them an opportunity to retake territory. And by the way, retaking territory really means liberating Ukrainians from the torture and killing that they're imposing, the raping of women, the migrating and forced uh, expulsion of Ukrainians to Russia, hundreds of thousands, I may add, and tens of thousands of kids. This is about liberating Ukrainians as much as it is about retaking territory. I understand, General, that there was a Lend-Lease kind of program that was passed by Congress, signed by the president sometime back in May, June, but nothing's been done on it. And the uh, that basis, uh, without appropriations, uh, a, our excess Abrams tanks and others could be shipped over to Ukraine. Uh, do you know anything about yeah. that? Yeah, I'm not certain of where that is myself. Uh, it's great that you point, uh, brought that up. I'll ask my people at the Institute for Study of Water to run at the ground. But I, the we have uh, M1 Abrams tank. They're very sophisticated, advanced tanks. What we've been trying to do is uh, get them the German Leopard tanks. The German Leopard tanks is is a very good tank, and uh, it's something the Ukrainians would be able to train up on very, very quickly. The problem is uh, the Germans promised a lot of support but haven't really delivered. In terms of promising support, they're, they're second to the United States in terms of the amount of money, but they haven't really got the equipment to them yet. And the Germans will not let other countries who have they have sold the Leopard tank to uh, 
send that tank to Ukraine, even though they're willing to do it. So that that's another avenue of approach I hope that uh, President Zelensky brings up with, with our president, because we can use some leverage here to get this uh, advanced equipment. It, so our audience understands there is still opportunity to retake territory inside of Ukraine that Russia occupies by the Ukrainian military. And I know people are talking about negotiations and ceasefire. Zelensky doesn't want any part of that. He he really wants to retake his territory back and free his people. And, and, and the president will get an earful about that today. The other thing that's important is for our audience to understand, as critical as it, as it is for Zelensky to talk to his counterpart, the president of the United States, talking to the Congress is critical as well, because they control the purse strings. Mm-hmm. And without congressional support, uh, the United States would not be able to deliver the uh, the weapon systems. And that's just the facts of our system. You need the approval of the executive branch as well as the congressional branch to be able to continue the significant support to Ukraine going forward. General Jack Keane, speaking of the money, uh, right now Zelensky, he's meeting with uh, Biden, he's holding a news conference, and they're discussing a new $1.85 billion security assistance package that includes those Patriot missile system. And according to the omnibus bill, which could be passed, it's expected to be passed but later this week, if possible, there's another $45 billion allotted to Ukraine. So the question on many minds is, not the fact that we need to help Ukraine. I mean, we have to stop Putin because this is just a, a, a it could be like a domino effect. But I think a lot of people are worried about the accounting of this money. How do we make sure that this money is actually going to the right place? Yeah, and that's a great question. And it's something that we, that we should be concerned about. And we've got to get after this, you know, particularly given some of the our, our lousy track record that we had uh with the corruption inside of Afghanistan and the right. amount of money that we are paying in there on a regular basis. I mean, we have some evidence that uh, clearly things could have been done better. Right now, there are three inspector generals and the government accounting office who are providing oversight. And I know uh, that the Republican Congress, uh, if they're able to convene and elect a, a, a speaker, uh, they're going to assist on on this uh, kind of accountability. I think that's absolutely the right thing. The American people should have confidence that their money is going right to the Ukrainians and putting these weapons in their hands, and this thing isn't being siphoned off someplace, you know, in, into the black market. Uh, and the and the absolute day in day out evidence of that by a team that's on the ground is exactly what's going to be needed. So I applaud that effort. It's the right thing to do, given our track record in the past in Afghanistan particularly. Judge Weinberg, you had a question? General Keene, it's uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, sir. I want to ask you about these reports that there's U.S. technology in these Iranian drones that are being delivered to Russia. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, well, we don't know if it's a fact yet, but... uh, Based on what we do know, it's highly likely this has happened. This is part of the problem we are having with our export controls and licensing, and we've got to get after this. Uh, Not only is it happening uh, in this case, which I certainly was not aware of, and I find that quite alarming, uh, but it's also been happening for a number of years with China, and we've been trying to police that up. 
but here we have again an, another problem. I mean, we have the most advanced technology in the world. We have very su- okay. sophisticated chips that we're using, semiconductors, and they're sh- they're they're showing up all over the world because we haven't been disciplining ourselves with a system that prevents this from falling into adversaries' hands. And I, I suspect it may be true, as disappointing as that is. General Ed Cox, I, I know that you have uh, – that your Institute for the Study of War is studying it on a broader uh, than just the Ukraine. How do you think – what lessons do you think the president of China, Xi, is getting from watching what's going on in Ukraine now? Yeah, sure. That's a great question and, and something we spend a lot of time on. Uh one, he has generals telling him, much as Putin's generals told uh, Putin, uh, that they've got a, a, a top-rated military that uh, can not only take on Taiwan, but can take on the United States. And that's what Putin's generals were telling him. It was full of hubris and not much basis in fact. Um, the Chinese haven't fought a war since 1979, and that was against uh, Vietnam, and they lost. The <laughs> Vietnam ran them out of there. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, President Nixon and I met with uh, uh, with Deng Xiaoping just after that in '79. Said we have taught the Vietnamese a lesson, and we have pulled back. <laughs> yeah, I remember that rhetoric. It's interesting you brought that up. That's exactly what was said. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's very real. I think they also learned a lesson. That if you're going to do something and you're going to enter into kinetic military operations, then one, make certain your plan isn't too complicated, and two, that you've got overwhelming force. And and don't underestimate your, your adversary. The other thing that they're watching very closely is the United States and the level of support that Ukraine is receiving. And uh, what would that portend for their desire to take Taiwan by force, if necessary, the kind of world support that Taiwan would receive, uh, would it be similar? And my judgment is it would be. And also they're looking at the sanctions impact on Russia, uh, which in the long term probably would have more impact on Russia than it would have on China, uh, given given they have a world economy and it's interwoven uh with our own and other economies. Not that we couldn't hurt them with sanctions. We certainly could, uh, but it wouldn't be uh, have as dramatic effect as it, it would on Russia in the long term. So I think he's looking at it. Uh, the geopolitical issue of support for Taiwan, uh, similar to what's happening in Ukraine, uh, and will the United States and allies stay the course? Will they have the resolve to do this? And then also looking at uh, operationally, uh, what lessons are there to be learned as he thinks about his own military capabilities and the fact that they, they really aren't battle-tested, but yet they have a lot of confidence in themselves, particularly given the advanced technology that they have. Well, thank you so much, General Jack Keane. And just to uh, tell our audience what Zelensky has been saying, he said in blunt terms during the press conference, quote, we need to survive this winter. This is a survival issue. He says uh, he also said he wants to win the war together with the United States. And then uh, putting a finer point, uh, Zelensky says there, quote, can't be any just peace with these inhumans, a word he often uses to describe Russian invaders. So 
this this winter will definitely be, I guess, the turning point for the, for this war that's been going on for 10 months now. Thank you so much, General Jack Keen, and we look forward to speaking with you again, sir. Yeah, happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. All right. When we come back, we are going to talk to Dr. Peter Mikolos. There is a tridemic going on, right? RSV, flu, and all. Keep it right here, Cats at Night. Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com. 